This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our full-time phone-in show today. Um, and goodness me, what a terrible, terrible day to have to try and and, and launch what is uh, a first really on the channel doing these full-time phone-ins. Uh, not particularly great coming off the back of Arsenal's 2-0 defeat against West Ham United at the Emirates Stadium. Um in by far the worst performance um, of, well, of the season, I think it's probably fair to say. Um, what we're going to be doing is, is going to be joined by, hopefully, a few willing participants on today's show. If you would like to join the phone-in to give your thoughts, the link to do that is in today's uh, chat box. I should have posted and pinned the comment to the uh, the YouTube chat you need to have a webcam, you need to be over the age of 18, of course, as well. This is what we like to describe as a family show, so you can keep it clean as well. Um, but yes, the link is in the chat box if you would like to, to jump on. Well, until anyone brave enough to have their thoughts hurt, uh, I understand that maybe after that, you know, you were hoping to talk about a win, but uh, sadly not. Um, we're going to jump into the chat box and tackle some of your comments until we wait for some callers. Um, Owen says, let's sack or sell someone. That's how it works, right? <laughs> Bradley says, I'd love to join in the phone-in, um, but that's just added to an awful day. I'm off to bed, night, Tom, and everyone else. Bradley, I absolutely understand uh, what situation you find yourself in at the moment because you're in the same situation, I know, as a hell of a lot of people uh, are in right now as well. Patrick says, Erdegaard has about 80% possession himself and never lets the ball go. Uh, front row says, really disappointing after the start we had. Uh, Dano says that we started off rather cocky, uh, playing 3-0 football at 0-0 and then couldn't get out of second 
gear. Um, Alex says we missed Havertz's height and physicality on their second goal. Who would have thought we'd be sitting here in December saying we missed Kai Havertz uh, a few months ago? How the rhetoric changes. Boss says it was the deadest game in the world. Um, and I, I think it was our deadest game of the season, our worst performance of the season. Gunny Guna says, I'm so mad right now. Uh, Mahendra says, one game, move on. Let's get back to winning ways. I wish I could have your, your optimism. And to be fair, I do. You know, I, I do very much feel like this is a blip, but there are certainly some question marks from that game that I'm sure we'll be talking about with uh, our callers as they join us. Harry says, it was a poor game. West Ham played their socks off, but how on earth are the pitchforks out for Mikel Arteta? Because that's how it works, Harry. That That's how it works. You, you have to understand, Harry, if we lose, it's Arteta out. We win, they go quiet. That's that's just how it works, mate. Um, unfortunately, with a section of this fan base, that is the way that it works. Uh, he carries on by saying, uh, no season is perfect and these are people, not robots. Roll on the new year and dust ourselves off and push on. But we've got one more game, of course, uh, before that new year is indeed uh, coming through. We have to go to Fulham, which Arsenal fans will be expecting, quite rightly, a quite significant um, reply, uh, considering what we've come to expect from them otherwise uh, jay bravery says there were quite a few chances for us to take them very frustrating 30 shots eight on target do we need more quality in the final third just an off game i think it's pretty obvious that in the final third is is where are the reason why we're obviously not scoring goals defensively we look good even though we are certainly sure in there in the midfield and that's why there's there's reason why arsenal are wanting to find depth and reinforcement in those areas in the market but you can't help but think that bringing in somebody um, to, to, to add to our attacking options. And it also, I saw a tweet through the game that was basically saying that it seems like our players, a number of players have hit bad form at the exact same time. And from my perspective, you know, I think Martinelli's form was poor. I think Trossard had a poor performance. Jesus wasn't exactly the best. Zinchenko, again, was poor. Nelson and Ketia came on, were poor. Odegaard was the guy trying to make everything happen. And we had Sack on the right-hand side. He sadly couldn't get into the position that we ultimately needed to get him into. Uh, let's bring in our first caller, shall we, to the show. Uh, joining us is uh, A. Noonan. Uh, joining us. How you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. You sure? Because I'm not good. Um, at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's it, so frustrating, I think. It's... It, it... I just think in terms of cohesion up front, we, we're still having issues. Mm. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to play against teams like, you, like you've mentioned or, you know, channels have mentioned. We're going to play against a low block. And it's just how we, you know, with Martinelli, and you can see even with Saka, they're, they're just, if you, if you look at Saka in the first half, there's around three or four players around him at one point. And, and we don't seem to... There's no kind of plan as to how we're going to navigate in terms of freeing them up to be, become more creative. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does um, make sense. How how do we solve this? Like, how do you solve the the lack of, I, I suppose, the, the the clinical finishing? What is it? What is the solution to this? Well, look, we Jesus had, you could say, one or two. Arguably, he, he should have scored at least one with that header. And it's that, you know, Jesus, in terms of him being clinical, I don't think he's there yet. And I accept that Jesus, as an out-and-out -out striker, 
he's not that he's not that player. He's brilliant. He's a, he's a brilliant footballer. He links play very well, and he's someone who you know I wouldn't for one second think he shouldn't be in the team. But I just don't think we're clinical enough. The chances we do get, um, and as you say, our productivity this season compared to last season ha- has diminished significantly um, because teams are now um, wising up to our strengths, which I believe was Martinelli and Saka last year in terms of what chances they could create. So, Tom, that, yeah. that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? What, you know, what, can we do, what can we do in January that's going to realistically promote, it's going to ignite that kind of creativity up front? I, I know it's not as if people say, Tony, people say spending this, spending that. We have to be realistic. You know, what players are going to be available to improve our squad? And if they are available, they're obviously yeah. going to be very good players for the teams they play for. So there has to be a willingness from the selling club for them to be available. So I, I just think it's a, it's, a, it's a conundrum that Mikel Arteta needs to solve. And like I say, he gets paid for it. We don't. You're right. And Arteta is the one that will have to find the solutions when we go up against Fulham. I would expect we'll probably defend deep, you know, as well. Uh, and we're going to be in a very, very difficult place come that week as well. Uh, I appreciate your time. I sense that there's some kids in the background that might yeah, need your right. attention, mate. So <laughs> I'll let you go on. Yeah. Thanks, mate, Cheers. for calling in. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. We've got plenty of call lines uh, open. If you do phone in, you will get on if you want to say. Um, all you need to do is click the link in the uh, phone-in chat box. If you're also looking for elsewhere, you can find it in the video description. If you can't see it, you might need to refresh your stream. It will be there. You need to. I've had a few people join without cameras who said that we can't get on. It is over the age of 18 uh, that you need to be. And also a couple of people that have joined with no lights on, which is always a little bit disconcerting. So if you do join, make sure your lights on so I can see you. It's obviously so I can check and have my own judgments about whether or not I think you're over the age of 18, of course. Um, so do uh, get in touch that way. The link is, as I say, in the chat box. The phone lines are open. If you ring in, you will get on. Uh, Javid says, uh, we really missed Havertz this game. Trossard is not an interior 8-10 slash player for me, and we're missing Tommy and Timber more than ever. If we can't finish, I'm finally admitting we made it a striker. I don't think that there is much of a debate about the idea that we need more up top. The argument for me has always been about who that person is and how we can get them into the club. That, I think, is the biggest question that we're facing at the moment regarding the striker situation. I don't think there's many people out there that don't think that uh, we need something extra up top. Let's bring in John Hicks to the conversation. John, how are you doing, my friend? You good, Joel? I'm frustrated, man. This is so frustrating, Tom. Mm. Yeah, me too, mate. Tell me what you're thinking. No, I mean, I'm just... Okay, so I love Gabby Martinelli. I mean, he's... Mm. You know, the explosiveness, the creativity, he's he's there. Sometimes the player yeah. just has to get taken out of the limelight, you know, and then we expect Reese to come in and save the team. You haven't given him any minutes over the course of the last, you know, few games. What do you expect yeah. him to do? Just, mm. I'm so frustrated, man. I had to call in. Thank you for having these phone-ins. No, of course, it, man. Absolute pleasure. I think what a lot of people are asking is how do we solve this problem? How do we solve the issues that we saw tonight? What is the solution? I think, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to get what frustrates me is, you know, March, some of the players that he's playing to me, he, he just needs to rotate more. And I get it from a coach's perspective. You have to show 
um, you know, support. You have to show that, you know, you're willing to be there and have their back. But, you know, Zinchenko and Martinelli, I think they just need to get taken out of the limelight. I think they're great, but that just frustrates me. I don't want to get too reactionary. I think that um, at the end of the day, we did we did dominate the game. You know, West Ham, you know, they really, you know, they they, they had a plan. And it was a great defensive performance. I'm not going to take anything away from them. But mm. listen, we had five big chances. If we put any of those away, we would have been good. So I'm not going to get too reactionary. Yeah. If we want to win a title, we need we need a we need a killer up front. Like we need a we need mm. a bagman. Who? I know we probably won't do that. <laughs> who though? John, who is the answer? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, you know. I feel like with our scouting network, Tom, you know, tell me, like somebody has to tell me who's out there. All, you know, everybody wants the next Victor Osaman and, and Erling yeah. Holland. You tell yeah. me, you know, give me somebody from, from Brazil, from Spain. Give me, give me somebody that's, that's really not on the radar. I know that's, that's wishful thinking, but, you know, I don't know. Well, they're out there. I mean, it's the reason why you look at Man City spending 14 million quid on Julian Alvarez and look what quality that's got them, you know. So exactly. clearly exactly. it's out there, isn't it? They're there. They're out there. Yeah. Somebody just find me a bagsman. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate uh, you. No worries, John. Absolute pleasure to speak with you, my friend. And I hope that you can chill out for the rest of the day and maybe take your mind I'll, off things. I will. Hang in there, man. Take care. Bye. Thanks, bro. Massively appreciate John. Let's get Oki onto the call next. Uh, oh, no, we got Esmail. Sorry. That's the right. <laughs> what happens there is basically like lining up at the bottom and then it deletes someone and it moves them in. Uh, Oki, you'll be next, but Esmail, I can't kick you off because that'd be incredibly unfair. How are you doing, my friend? You good? You well? I'm all right, Tom. You? Yeah, not am I pronouncing the name correctly? Please do correct me if I'm not. Yeah, Ishmael is fine. Yeah, that is Ishmael. Well, Tell me yeah. where your head's at, mate. Um, I just, I just think this particular is I cannot blame Ateta for this. Um, okay. Last season, last season we did very well, which was unexpected, and I was happy the way we played. And I, I understand what he's trying to do, kind of like compact and dominate the football. But we all knew from last season we needed a striker, either through injury or somebody that can finish. Jesus is not the guy for that. He does everything else, which I think he gives us a lot of depth in the front three. Because he could play left, right, and get a striker. And I'm going to say I'm going to disagree with you in terms of Tony. I think if Tony was in that team today, we play differently. Where that low block, you have Saka, Martinelli, or even Trosa. I know he was very, very positive. I was really disappointed. And I've been, I've always been disappointed when he starts a match. I don't know why. He doesn't seem to play very well. Uh, but I think if we have Tony today, we win this match. Because I think that a different way to play. And the, the, the front three, Saka and Martinelli, will be inclined to put more crosses into the box. They are not doing that because Jesus is not in the box. He's, he's drifting left, right, which is good. But it's not really, really used to do that quite a lot. But it was the finisher as well. Or we could pick the ball from 25 yards and smash it into the top corner. And Jesus can do that. So I think at that time, um, I kind of, create a problem for himself, not intentionally, but he really needs to go out and get a striker. And Did you that drop is what... £100 million on Tony in January? But I'm not um, saying we have that money, but that seems to be what the price tag is, according to The Athletic and other sources out there at the moment. Um, the thing that was the price of winning the league, that is what I'm looking at. So if it's 100, if, if £100 million is the price of winning the league, yeah, I would drop £100 million. We are looking at winning the league. We've not done it for a long time. And mm -hmm. we are looking at the at a position to win the league. And if Tony is the man, I just think if Tony is the bad team, 
Um, it, yeah, it might it might sound very expensive, but like this, the first caller said, there are other there are other striker out there. Can we get a striker? And and I like Solanke as well. I think it will improve the team. Um, with Jesus Solanke, you uh, you create a bit of a depth. And even if he doesn't play every match, or he's not the guy to score twenty goals, but it gives you a plan B. And and again, I've been very very critical of Avert, uh, uh, but today I just sat there like Jesus. <laughs> we could we could do with him today, you know. And and that's and that's it. The price tag and thinking that maybe somebody else out there, I don't think Arsenal will have 100 million. I absolutely understand what you're saying about if 100 million wins you the league, go and spend it. I can't disagree with you. If, if I was told 100 million pound signing wins is the league, obviously I'm going to go out and do that. For me, it's, it's the fact that I know Arsenal won't have that money in January to spend uh, because of the financial um, situation and the, the scrutiny that we've got on Arsenal at the moment. But I absolutely take your point. Ishmael, thank you so much for calling in. I really All right, Sean, thank you. Good night, Sean. Thank you. Have a fantastic evening, mate. Uh, right, let's bring Oki in. Uh, apologies for that, Oki. I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's, it's one of those where like, they drop off the call and then I've selected someone else oh. by accident. Oh, talk to me how you feel, mate. All good, Tom. All good, Tom. Can you hear me all right, mate? I can indeed. Clear and crisp. Brilliant. Um, yeah, look, I'm frustrated, mate. I think you are as well. And I think most fans are today, but... Um, I don't want to get too negative because we're in a title race, mate, and I think that's still uh, important to, to keep clear. Um, we're also still doing really well in the Champions League. I think any Arsenal fan, if you told them where we'd be at this time of the year, at the start of the season, would probably sit here and go, we'll take that. So I think we've got to put that in perspective, but that's notwithstanding. Today was a poor performance. Um, my opinion, others may, may uh, disagree and say we were hard done by, um, we had another controversial decision go against us. Again, I can't see the referee chalking that off because there's no clear angle of the ball fully being out. I've seen the pictures afterwards. Um, there is a key. You know, I, I think there is a clear angle. I'm going to bring up the picture because I told you. Yeah, know. I think I know the one. I think I know the one. Go ahead, mate. Bring it up because the, the, the other no, fans might want to see it as well. Just yeah. for the benefit of my own sanity and I feel yeah. like I'd regret it if I didn't. I just need to check. No, no, please. Point bad no they haven't that's fine um yeah so like for me you can see the black line between yeah between yeah. bow and star and the post and you can see the yellow of the ball there and you can't see anything to suggest there is a ball that is crossing that line i don't really want to make this the main thing of the show because look at the end of the day we conceded two goals and we weren't good enough, and they were better than us. Yeah. So I don't want to make this the main thing, but it is obviously incredibly frustrating, you know, to see this situation happen twice. And then also, I think Gabriel Jesus is blatantly fouled in the box by Sochek when he's, I think it's Sochek when he slides, slides in on him because he dummies it. Yeah. And the player comes in and clears him out. Tell me. I, I, I don't understand how that one isn't a penalty and the and then Declan Rice slides in late and gives away a penalty at the other end. I understand it's different circumstances, but you've taken the player out without the ball. So yeah. why is that any different? I, I, I get uh, the idea is that you're stopping a goal scoring opportunity for um, the Declan Rice one at the end. Like I get that. And I've also played the game like many others and understand you don't slide in the box unless you're going to get the ball, right? Um, but I, 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 I seem to find it, and again, I don't want to turn it into an Arsenal controversies or, or um, Arsenal, there's a conspiracy, because I know you're not like that either, Tom. 
Um, but, like, it does feel a little bit like we're being very hard done by at every opportunity when there's a 50-50 call, it doesn't go Arsenal's way. Now, the one that Liverpool fans will remind us is the handball against Odegaard. Now, for me, for me, that's a handball for me. That's that's a handball for me. And I love I love Arsenal. I love, I'm one-eyed just as much as anyone else. But but that's a handball. So, yeah, we maybe got away with that one. But I would say that, of course, over the course of the season, we've been pretty hard done by it. But that's yeah. notwithstanding. I, I think it's out. I don't think it does anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know? not, not for us. It doesn't seem that way. Not for us. And yeah. I think that's one, one thing to discuss. The other thing to discuss is how, and I know other fans have brought this up and you, you yourself as well, um, we're just not finishing chances. And I thought even though some, sometimes during the season we've sat here, I have as well, and said, we're not creating enough. We're not creating enough. We're not creating enough. This time I thought we were fairly creative, especially Odegaard was brilliant today. I thought he, he, he created some absolute magic. Now, he gave the ball away as well, but he, he created some magic when there were 10 players behind the ball. You've got you to give him credit for that. A few players could have done what he was doing to create something from nothing. I think the problem is we have him and Gabriel Jesus effectively doing the same thing in that game, holding the ball, turning, twisting, trying to create something, moving around, holding the, playing with your back to the, to the goal, not taking enough shots. And I don't know if there's enough room in that team to hold him um, Havertz, Jesus, all doing the same thing, but nobody on the end of that ball to put it in the net. I, I know it's yeah. a, the topic that's come up a lot, but you know the, the the concept of a marksman or a bagsman or a, a clinical finisher, like we haven't had one for a long, 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 long time. And I love Gabriel Jesus. He's a brilliant player. He's a great hold-up player. He's a great dribbler. He's a great teammate. He works you're, like a dog. You're going up against a low block, you know, and and you're trying to. He can't do it. And when you get yeah. maybe one or two chances, if we're being honest, yeah. you can't necessarily rely on Jesus to be the guy that's going to no. take the one-in-one -one chance. And he got that chance, didn't he, with that header? He and did. It went, he did. went well over the bar. So he, I sympathise with those that, that view that and say, you know, Ivan Tony might have done better with that chance. I, I don't necessarily sympathise in the same way that say, you know, they drop 100 million quid on the guy because that's how much he effectively will cost, according to Brentford and according to very, very well-connected people suggesting that yeah, is what that the price would be. But I absolutely understand yeah. and have empathy for people who have that point. Oki, thank you so much for tuning in and jumping in. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, mate. Thank you for Always your content. Always, mate. Thank you so much. Uh, much appreciate that. I'm just going to do a quick switch of camera. Only reason why is I've got about 75 million um, cables plugged into this laptop. And the only one I don't have plugged in is my charger. So you're going to see a quick change of camera. Uh, there we go. I'm going to move that. That looks horrible. But just for the moment, I am going to have to undo this one just while I try and sort it. And the light's going to go as well, which is really irritating. But uh, let me just bring in another caller while I sort out the annoying tech stuff. Let's bring in Dinny. Uh, Dinny, how you doing, mate? You good? You well? How's about that? Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having me. It's my first time here. So. Pleasure, mate. Tell me how you're feeling. Uh, frustrated, obviously, like most Arsenal fans. And to me, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, when I look at the stats, I still don't believe how we lost that game. Mm. I look like, at what point now, I also feel like um, Martinelli, he's, he's, he's struggling at the minute. And, he and is. I, he's out and of I, form, I, isn't he, at the moment? Yeah, he's really, he's really struggling at the moment. And I, and I don't know what other plan um, Mikel can, can do to help him like, get involved into the game as, as, and be effective. Because at the moment, sometimes I, I saw him a couple of times in the game. He was just, he would just be lingering and then just be out of the game. And then sometimes he would come in, 
to try to make the switches and stuff, but I don't know. I just feel like our our, our front line is not really firing at the moment. Mm. Yeah. And uh, maybe today, actually, maybe we missed uh, uh, what's his name, Kai Havertz. Maybe we did miss him today. I don't know. It's amazing we're saying that now, isn't it? You know, you'd, if I said to you two months ago, you're going to wish that we had Kai Havertz in the team, what would you have said? <laughs> oh, get out of here. <laughs> mm. I was yeah. different to get out of that. But yeah, man, it just. It's very frustrating when, obviously, the controversial first goal, when things like that happen, it seems like it always happens to us. I don't know. I know it happens to us, but like, as soon as it happens, because if you saw us when we played before that goal came, we, we were just shifting and everything was clicking. As soon as they score that goal, and then it gets a bit dull. No more switching anymore. No more looking for that... Um, uh, um, what you call this? Uh, that that final like that Chris Pass be be a bit more brave in the final third. The only person who kept the bravery was what's his name was uh, Odegaard. He kept the bravery. He kept on pushing. He kept on trying to get the guys moving, and and he risked it. And some years he'd miss a ball here and there, but I like to see that. That's what we want to see. And I felt like when you look at um, Jesus, he comes too deep. It's hard for him now to. Because there's no one else who's going to go into and, 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 and switch with him. Because Martellelli wasn't making those switches when he's coming deep. And then he gets caught, passes the ball back, and then we start again from over. And it felt like we were never, if we played another 20 minutes, we were never going to score again in that game. Just no, I absolutely <laughs> empathize what you're saying. Um, just let me ask you about the how do you feel about the obviously the decisions that, that didn't go our way as well did you feel aggrieved or did you feel as though this game was always going to go the way that it went obviously at the time you feel aggrieved tom and you just feel like us again i know there's always a uh like the, the sucker penalty i thought there was a penalty because he hits him with the shin on top first and then he stumps his foot down, and then Saka's leg gets caught on his on on, mm. on on the West Ham defender's leg, and I felt that was a penalty. I'm not going to lie; that one I felt aggrieved. But the others was just, you know, again another camera not being there. Uh, what's his name falling on on Jesus? It's it's a give or take when he's every, every time when it's us. But I don't know, man. It's I've given up on the refereeing side of things to be honest. Like if we leave our our chances to be on the rest. They'll never win anything. You know, mm. so yeah. No, just, you're not the only one, mate. <laughs> yeah. You're not the only one that's given up on the refereeing at the moment. Dinny, thank you so much for your call. I really appreciate your time, mate. Thanks, big man. Cheers. Just for having me. Pleasure. Uh, we are actually, our queue is full, by the way. If you're trying to get in uh, to the call, we've got uh, a queue of people we can fit. Uh, it allows me to fit, I think, nine to ten people in. Um, so if you're trying to get in, obviously, when people drop out, if you do finish up on the call, please make sure that you uh, leave the stream yard afterwards. Otherwise, new people can't get in. I have put a list of uh, the caller list in the chat box. So we go to uh, Raymond next, who I know is not a happy man. Raymond, talk to me, mate. Hi, Tom. Thank you. Uh, for doing, me. Man? You all right? Yeah, well, not good, not good. It's kind yeah, of... Um, good, no, yeah, just really frustrating, really frustrating. I, I'm finding with the front three that we have right now, it looks like they all seem to be playing in a similar way, too similar. Mm. I think with Jesus, um, uh, Martini, Saka, they all seem to be wanting to turn and um, with the ball, uh, but always in areas that I know there's not danger. Um, and it seems they seem to be very static and 
I think there's a lot of confidence lost in them, to be honest with you. I think especially with Martinelli and Saka, they don't seem to have that confidence of running at, you know, their, their forwards. I know you can kind of caveat it with the fact that, yeah, this season, Saka's been kind of doubled up on. But Martinelli on the, on the other side, he looks a shadow of himself from last season. Um, and Saka this season just doesn't seem to be, he doesn't seem, he, he can't seem to get going. So I'm concerned that um, in the key moments, we're going to be sh- come up short with the, with the goals. I, th- I think that's a key thing for us, especially with this low block. You know, you just need, I feel like we need someone in there who's just going to get on the end of things. And I know there's the talk of Tony and what have you. Um million pounds though. I know so that's that's the thing though, isn't it? But the, the the thing is Tony, he looks like the sort of player that you think he would get on the end of a lot of things. And and this yeah. is the thing I well, think there as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah. Do you know what that game this game was crying out for him as yeah, much as really he's been criticized this season. Um but I just think with the whole the way that they're playing, the players at the moment, the wide forwards and the white men, there's nobody you notice their their heads are down. Not yeah. once do they look up to see who's in the box because they know no one's going to be there. Jesus is going to be out wide, trying to pick up the ball from the wide man and drive and or try and hold the ball up. It just doesn't look like we've got a plan B um, when that doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, it felt so. like today we didn't have that. We didn't have the plan B. Like I was getting frustrated about the fact that we kept on trying to be a little bit too cute, too intricate. When you just need just get the ball in the box and gamble in those moments, you know. Because as soon if you're on, even if you're at seventy minutes, you think you got time. You know that time runs away from you. Get the ball in the box, take a risk. Like we, the, the changes for me came a little bit too late. I would have made a change at half time because one of Martinelli or Trossard was not doing enough. Brought Smith Rowe or Nelson on earlier. I would have decided to bring Zinchenko off earlier, who I thought was having an absolute nightmare. You know, West Ham were camped in their own box so we could afford to take off Sinchenko I felt earlier on in the game and the fact that we went until the 80th minute to bring Smith I mean what does that send a message what yeah. message does that send to Smith yeah. you know yeah it, that that as well when you saw him warming up and Arteta giving him instructions I'm thinking it's difficult yeah. for you as that player to feel inspired when your manager brings you on with 10 minutes what can he say to okay. you to get you G'd up because first the first message is like you said I, I don't trust you enough to get you on earlier so what yeah. you know how am i going to be inspired by you if, if you don't trust me so yeah it's it's, it's tough really because for me i think i think we're going to really struggle in those key moments this season i think we'll get close again but we'll just come up short my my worry um mm. but yeah mm. i think without I think if we have this type of performance too consistently, without a doubt, it's also worth bearing in mind that Man City have won two of their last seven league games and they currently sit, what, if they win their game in hand, you know, I think what a point or that, whatever behind us. So yeah. you, this is this is a season in which teams are going to drop points in the title race. This is going to be a season in which teams are going to be, you know, put to the test because it is a very difficult Premier League season. I think it's one of the toughest Premier Leagues that, that you could win this season with how strong the, the quality is across the top, you know, 10 to even 12 teams at times. I mean, you look at Chelsea down in 10th to 12th place, you've got Wolves beating them quite comfortably and they're still below them as well in the bottom half of the table. So, you know, they've had some big wins themselves, Wolves. I think Wolves have beaten Man City this season, have they not? So it's yeah. also worth pointing that out that there is a lot of opportunities I think for teams to drop points we have Liverpool at the start of February that's a must win game in the league for us if we want to try and win the league we go to the Etihad I think we've got to completely avoid losing that game if we've got a hope of winning the league so 
there's a lot more points up for grabs, Raymond. Um, but I really appreciate you jumping in for the call, mate. Thank you. Best show. Best show on YouTube. Thanks, man. I really, that's really kind of you. Thanks, Keep up mate. the good work. Well done. Thank you. Cheers, man. Massive appreciate Raymond coming on for the kind words as well. Uh, I have, for those that are joining in, I've put a uh, call list uh, in there to give you a little bit of an idea when you might be on. If you're new to the call, you'll be joining the end of that uh, call list. We'll try and get as many of you on. It might mean the, the calls are slightly shorter so we can get through as many people as possible, um, but we'll try and get as many on. Uh, Dylan is up next. I see that he's on his laptop, so I'm going to give him just a quick second to sort himself out. There he goes. There he is. How are you doing, Dylan? You good, Joel? Sorry, you're on mute at the moment, you're mate, on mute how are you? Lovely stuff. How you doing, man? Not great. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, up to the uh, the 70th minute, I basically just put my hands up and said I, d yeah. I didn't see us getting any result in that game. Yeah. That was, that it felt was like probably that. It felt inevitable, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. It, I feel like that was, a, I don't know if I can think of a worse one. I think that was our worst performance of the season. Um, mm. I don't know if that's yeah. too much of a stretch, especially to be at home as well. That, yeah. <laughs> when um when we've got such a good record against West Ham and they I I think they just everything they did would just work so so well against us, in my opinion. Mm. Um mm. Just see if I can turn you up a little bit on my phone one second. That's all right, man. Don't worry. I think when it comes to talking about this game, obviously we can talk about how good West Ham were, which they are, and often we don't often as Arsenal fans when we lose talk specifically about the opposition and what their tactics were and how much they counted us so well. But it yeah. did just feel like we had one plan and I don't when that plan wasn't working, nothing else was working. You know what I, I mean? I feel like we just we just soak up the possession and we don't we we got we don't really have much to offer in, in regards to well, definitely in regards to our front line, but it felt like we were getting sort of played off the park in many ways. Like, they just seemed to be more up for it. Maybe they had a bit in their teeth about, like, the Declan Rice situation as well. I thought if he would yeah. be like, you know, it was worse. Got, it was worse. everyone was calling him to have, like, a man of the match performance today, and, you know, somebody was calling him to get a hat-trick, and I just, I just couldn't see it happening. Honestly, but coming into this game, I was thinking about it today, I was like, I actually have a really bad feeling about this one, because there's, yeah. there's more expectancy as well. City won their game. Liverpool won their game. And then it's up to us to see if we can um, see if we can keep the pressure on, and uh, we sort of faltered. Um, I know I, I left my my YouTube username in my <laughs> in my tag just so that you can. Um, it no, was me. Right, it was man. me who left that <laughs> comment a couple of weeks <laughs> ago about the Tony situation. Um, so, just yeah. last question. I'm kind yeah. of asking a lot of people: is is a hundred million pound for Tony the answer? Oh, you know what. I don't. I don't think it's likely. I've been one of the main advocates for Tony for a really, really long time. But I mm. think if we could just get another kind of profile, I know you, mm. you, you, you've been sort of making the argument that maybe we could go for somebody even better than Tony. Um, yeah, but that just doesn't seem be that just doesn't seem feasible yeah. in January altogether. But I just think another profile. Like I think Solanke or Tony scores those headers that Jesus had, had, mm. had today. I just think another. If you, profile, if you said Solanke for forty million or Tony for a hundred million, I'm taking Solanke because I, yeah, I know that's I'd be I'd be odds to disagree easy. with you as well. Just on, just on the basis of the price tag and the feasibility of it, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> Dylan, yeah. thank you for your time, mate. I really good, appreciate man. it. Cheers. Pleasure. Have a good evening. Much appreciate Dylan uh, coming on. Let me just check quickly my coolest. Rob is up next. Let's get Rob into the call. How are you doing, Rob? You all right, mate? Yeah, what are, How's it going? Not great. Not great at all. How are you? Um, well, I mean, okay, so he here's my take. Um, and, and maybe I'd start off with Ali McCoist as the commentary on, um, on Amazon 
that I had over here. I mean, he he was basically saying, you know, Arsenal were not at it. And, you know, you're you're kind of saying we were terrible. The, the previous caller was saying that West Ham played us off the park. I mean, I just don't I don't see that. To be honest, I mean, I've I've got some of the stats up here. Yeah, played off and, the park, I wouldn't agree with. No, no. I mean, yeah. we had seventy five percent possession. We made um, almost three times the number of passes. Field field tilt was almost ninety percent. Final third entries was ninety two to their sixteen. Expected threat chances seven point five for us to. 0.9 for them. I mean, I could go on, right? Like, I think yeah, I, know. I think as Arsenal support, well, I think probably as all football fans, right? It's And in one way, it makes sense. You know, goals win games. So, you know, if we don't put our chances away, then obviously that has a massive effect on how we view the game. But, you know, I sort of feel like Jesus had quite a few pretty good chances and, you know, just wasn't clinical. No great surprise there. He's a great footballer, but, you know, he doesn't he doesn't slot as many away as I think he should. As, as most of, you know, for most teams, their first striker is going to, I think, slot away more chances than he does percentage wise. You know, Martinelli, his form's just dropped off a cliff. Um, I really think have, you know, we missed Havertz today having that height in the box. Um, I think one thing that McCoy's did get right was, um, you know, he was saying, I mean, you know, I want I one little one-touch football and um, Odegaard just so amazing with his footwork. We were brilliant around the box. I mean, I, I think one of the um, deep touches, 115 to 18, <laughs> you know, it's like, we had so many touches in it's the just box. Just what we do with those touches, though, isn't it? Exactly. I exactly. feel like we gambled enough. No, no, and and I think you are right in regards to like what was the plan B? There was no plan B. Mm. You know, mm. I think once we, um, you know, especially Saka started putting crosses into the box, we we looked more of a threat than you know sure. all these nice little touches in the box. Yeah. You know? But again, that's why I say I think we missed Havertz because. Having what is he six four or some something like that? You know, it, yeah. Like, we missed him today. Yeah, not just... having that height. I think, you know, I think Arteta would have said, you know, we need to go through the middle or do the nice little touches because we can't put crosses into the box because we haven't got, you know, the tall um, centre forward. Um, mm. I almost think I, I do wonder. I mean, I, I know that. Um, I've maybe asked some of the questions on you on the chat and on the and previous times of like, you know, could we have, you know, m moving someone from from a position into another position? And, you know, it's kind of like, I think your your take, which is probably fair enough, you know, way more about football than I do. But um, it's kind of... <laughs> yeah, sure. I, it, I think that, you know, I, I see comments and obviously that people are frustrated and people are annoyed. You know, MD says, why are they not shouting? Totally not finishing our chances. And um, Rob says, same old, same old. Like, I, I think that's really, I don't think that's accurate. You know, I don't think this is same old Arsenal. You know, Arsenal have drastically changed. If there's one thing that we've relied upon from Arsenal was actually turning around scores that go against us. How many late goals have we 
turned up in games. You know, we've been really good at turning around scorelines that have gone against us in the first or or even late into the, the second half. They, they just wasn't in the same way that against, you know, you think about the Brentford game, we had Havertz to score that goal against Luton. You had Havertz to get the equaliser and then Rice in the box with a cross, ironically, to get the winner in that game. You know, even the Nelson situation that initially came from a corner against Bournemouth last season in which he then scored from the rebound out from that. We just weren't, gambling the same way that we gambled against Brentford and gambled against Luton. And it felt like without Havertz there, we just stuck to tight and could not find a way around. But yeah, I think that the stats you bring up are really fair and certainly mean that's the reason why you listen to our show. Uh, but, but, you know, when it comes to when it comes to the game in itself, I think a lot of fans are going to turn around and say, you know, we need more. And it doesn't matter how dominant we were. We didn't convert. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely 100% agree with we need a plan B. Um, you know, Eddie came on, Reese Nelson came on. You know, I, Eddie's overhead kick, you know, he's he's got the skills, right? But his consistency, his, you know, being able to kind of stick, the ball sticks when it comes into him and it, or laying off passes just isn't there. He didn't do enough as a sub, I don't think. Nelson didn't do enough as a sub. You know, if you want those impact players, if it's not working, you know, I think I thought ESR was good today. I thought he was, he kind of got about it. Didn't come on early enough. No, you know? no, I think, I mean, I wonder whether that's fitness though, right? Um, I, I, well, yeah. I'm told, Rob, that he's fully fit. Uh, that's oh, really? what I'm told. I'm told okay. he's absolutely fine to play more minutes than All he right. is. He obviously started that game against Brentford, I remember early on in the season. Yes, he had that another injury after that, but. I just, I just look at that and go, why have we not got him on earlier? You know, I mean, there's something going on there, isn't there, between him and Arteta? That there must be, if, because know. you know, like a couple of seasons ago, he was, I mean, he was almost our top striker for the number of games that he played. Yeah, and yet, like Arteta yeah. this season, and and I mean, he was injured quite a lot of last season, but mm. just doesn't seem to want to play him. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. It's uh, no plan B, and and not trusting. The subs, I guess, you know, it's kind of we're, we're back yeah. to last season where it's kind of our first 11 needs to play every game. And yeah. if, if they're not fit, then it doesn't click for us. And I mean, I thought that we'd got over that with the summer signings. I mean, I guess we've got more injuries again. We've obviously know. lost players. Yeah. But I mean, we haven't lost any of the forwards. You know, we've got uh, Saka and Trossard and Martinelli and Ketia and Jesus and Erdegaard and Smith. I suppose Vieira's, you can say, is out. Um, but you know, it's yeah, it isn't that in, in that way. And Clive, Rob, thank you so much for your time, mate. I really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. And a happy new year to you and all the listeners as well when it comes around. Likewise, have a fantastic rest of the day, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Rob. Much appreciate that. You see, you can't have a defeat without comments like this. <laughs> I have to go. Gotta go. We, just, we can't carry on like this. Um, let's get our next caller into the uh situation. Tom, how you doing, mate? You good? You well? Hi, I'm good. You hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, mate. Yeah. How are you feeling? Well, for, yeah. Well, you know, bad. But um, yeah. first of all, I want to say uh, great show. And I've been listening Thanks, to you man. for for the past two, nearly two years. And I love your analysis. And I love your, Thanks, your the show. Yeah. And I hear you every day. Um, I, I, I can't smile too much after we've lost. So like, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's go into it. Yeah, well, I want to start actually with the, let's say the two things, two points that I want to say. It's first of all, I think the Martinelli question, why he's he's being, being so poor this season. And the second thing is um, 
with the Trossard. I know that you spoke a few times that you see Trossard as the new Santi Cazola. That's where his career will eventually go. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I, but I think it's it being shown this season that it's not happening at the moment. You know, I mean, in the summer it was it was looking good, but since then mm. he had a couple of games there and, and he's being, I mean, he's not being terrible, but he's being ineffective. And I think is the reason that it happens, and it's actually the same reason why Mark Nelly doesn't affect, is because the tactics we're using this season, and that's why it's crazy to say, but Kai Havert is so important, is because this season, I think, the switching, you know, we usually have a lot of switching. The switching is more with um, Jesus and Havert. You mean Jesus comes in and Havert goes into the box because he has this ability. And because of this kind of switching, because the way we switch the play is, I think it's that Martinelli actually get less to switch because now uh, Harvard is actually taking his place when he goes into the box. Yeah. So I think, first of all, I think Martinelli gets stuck more on the side and then he has to kind of run into corridors and he, he doesn't get the chance to, to cut in as he used to. Um, as it used to be last season, and it shows last season, even last season, you, you remember that he had a few games that he was poor when we did have Jesus and we put in Ketty on, and it was the same effective because they couldn't, he couldn't switch. So, and only when we put uh, Trossard to switch with him as a false number nine, it started working. But I think this season is actually more effective because this is actually the different style of play we're playing. And I think this is the same issue with Trossard because when Trossard comes on as a number eight, it, it seems like you, you expect the same thing from him, but he's not the same type of play. He has, he, I mean, he gets stuck on the, on the, on, on the edge of the box. He, he doesn't have the ability to go inside and find spaces and he's kind of stuck there and, and he's stuck there. Jesus is stuck, and Martinelli is stuck, and it, it's all—all all those three doesn't seem to work. Uh, and and as well with Zini, who's, he's trying to 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 connect between the plays, but everybody th there's not enough switching between those players, and and that's why I think that when you don't use Kai and you want to put on Trossard, uh, unfortunately, I don't have—I don't think that Trossard and Jesus and Martinelli can all play together as they did because it doesn't seem to work. You have to have either Trossard and Martinelli or Jesus and Trossard on the side. It it works better yeah. when they when they switch. And I think mm. this experience is it's it's failed. And that's why actually I I thought today that we're actually going to play with Jorginho. I I really really thought that uh, I was well. really hoping. Mm. One thing I I would say is that actually. Yeah, just that Smith throw is actually looks looks much better. looks much more uh, has has better ability to play that number eight. I think he does it much better than. I mean, we could have seen it in the last ten minutes, but he does it much better than. And I think, and the last point I th I want to say is that what annoyed me the most without this crazy game is the substitutes that we're putting on. It it feels a bit lackluster. I mean. You see Liverpool, you know, when, when Liverpool have to get a goal and, and they can put on Gakpo and Jota. And, you know, people laugh but when when um, 
when Liverpool pushed so hard to to sign Gakpo ahead of of of, uh, of United, and it was so important because when they lost, you know, when they lost, it always seems like they have a bit more firepower than we are when we have. It's and, not a bit more firepower. That they have a lot more firepower. They've got yeah, and, Diaz, Jota, Nunez, and and, uh, and that's what that's Elliot why I was in, uh, was quite frustrated in the summer when you know, uh, for example, the ironically is that Kudus was so available yeah. Yeah. for for yeah. for 40 million euros and i mean we already signed we had good relationship with rice apparently we have we, again we, we try to we now we're connect uh, we're now we're linked with uh, another player from that and and uh, eddie doesn't work i, I think I, I i mean you said it yourself as well but he looks very good as a number one for a team because when he when he starts yeah but he has zero impact from the bench and from the bench yeah he just he, when when i see eddie and ketty come off the bench i i don't think oh great you know like we this will change things you know with all exactly your... exactly and that's why i think that you I know he'll goals but if he's yeah off the bench, his, his impact is very very so, small. so that's why he'll be probably a very good striker in a, in a west ham or in a Brentford, when he starts when he yeah. exactly but unfortunately as a number two for us it, it doesn't work because it doesn't give any impact from the bench no it doesn't it doesn't at all yeah Tom, thank you so much for your time mate really appreciate you thank you as well thank you thank you thank you appreciate the kind words as well very kind indeed um let's bring on nikhil uh who i hope i'm pronouncing correctly am i doing that correctly nikhil yeah absolutely Tom. thank you for jumping on mate tell me what you're thinking yeah um I, I mean i don't know what else to say apart from what everybody else has said but uh, i have that little uh stand first in my headline which says let's talk about zinni and i, I don't mean mm. to single out any players here but i just want to find some um different angle to this call but I mean, I've been noticing him for the last few games. He's been giving the ball away. There have been mistakes in his game. I think he just yeah. seems a bit lacklustre, uh, to borrow mm. a word from the previous caller. I think he's sort of lost, um, I think, a bit of the competition. Maybe when you have somebody like Tom Yasu, or, or um, even if when Timber would have been around, you know, he would have kept pushing yeah. him. I just yeah. feel like he's not, um, you know, he loses focus every now and then. And it's it's leading to his downfall. Um, he looked really surprised when he saw his number come up today. I, I just noticed the camera span to him and he looked really confused why he was coming off. I think he should have been embarrassed. Uh, he should have it had his head down. It was fairly obvious while he was coming yeah. off, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think yeah, Zinchenko really needs to pull his socks up. Uh, I noticed in the first few minutes of the game the way Arteta set up the team. I'm no tactical. Tom, I know, uh, but I just noticed what my eyes noticed and, you know, sort of Ali McCoy, uh, as somebody else mentioned on the Prime uh, commentary, also mentioned this, that Zinchenko was very much in the holding role um, or like the holding midfield role where, where Rice was dropping into where Saliba normally is and Gabriel pushed all the way up to left back and Arsenal were trying to build up that way. And I noticed that that, you know, was the ploy. Uh, but it just wasn't working. I just don't see Zinchenko being able to influence the game like he was for us uh, first half of the last season. So, yeah, I think I think work needs to be done. I know you've um, the theme you've had for the show today is how do we improve this, and that's I think the million or the hundred million dollar question, isn't it, yeah. Tom? So, uh, just just to spin it back on you, what what are you thinking about? I mean, you've got so many responses now. Is the, are your creative juices flowing in any way? I think that. 
And I maintain that the defence in the midfield, we're short. You know, we are short in those areas. We're losing Tommy and Partey uh, and El Nini, of course, as well to their respective tournaments. And I've got an issue with that, as I know a lot of fans would say, you know, we should say no. I don't agree with that. I talked about that on this morning's 8am show. Yeah. But when I look at that and I look at the team, if if I knew we weren't going to get... If, if you said to me, Tom, there'll be no more injuries, like eventually Partey, Tommy Asu, et cetera, will come back, whatever, you know, there'll be no more injuries this season. If it was up to me what I would bring in, I'd bring in a forward. I'd bring in another, Mm. ideally a versatile forward, like a Pedro Neto or somebody like that to give us something different. I wouldn't go out, you know, because the whole Tony thing, as I've said before, you know, £100 million, as uh, I think it was Raymond earlier on said, or I think Ishmael said it as well, you know, if a hundred million pound tell you tell me it wins me the league, of course I'll spend it. Of course yeah. I'll drop a hundred million pound on Tony if you're telling me that wins us the league. No problem. But the fact is we don't know if it will is the first thing. And B, we don't have a hundred million to spend. It's yeah. just not going to happen. So can you find a player for let's say 50 to 60 million on staggered payments or an initial loan deal to come in? Maybe, but it's going to be really difficult unless we can sell somebody. You Do know, you sell grow. Like- or do yeah. you sell an Inketia? Sorry, go on, Nico. No, I, I, I just wanted to sort of exact, like touch on the thing that you mentioned there, the 50, 60 million pound striker, 70 million pound most probably, like we mm. had when we found Aubameyang. You know, um, he sure. was one of the hot prospects and the hot uh, properties in Europe at the time. He was of the right age, but not many clubs were going in for him. Um, and Arsenal, through, I, I remember the time we had Sven uh, in the, you know, at the technical director role. He had a good relationship, and you know, we made a Bamiang happen, and it sort of came out of the blue because we just signed, like I said, I think it was that summer or the summer previous. So we need to find somebody like that. Uh, I don't, I don't like to jump onto bandwagons, uh, pretty much mm-hmm. like you, um, and I, I don't particularly think maybe Tony is attainable. If it is. I'll be on for it, number one. Like, I'll give him the number 12. Whatever he needs, you know, whatever's available in the club, uh, you know, make it happen. Oshman as well, make it happen if it, if we can. But if not, I don't want us to be in a position where we were almost every winter transfer window, where we're linked to somebody almost the whole of the uh, window and then we don't end up signing him because it looks like we've not had a plan B. And I know Edu has changed that. I know Arteta has changed that. We've I think we do. Had- he just was suspended for this game. You know, yeah, yeah, but I, I really hope we do have you know something up our sleeves for for the winter transfer window. Otherwise, it's it's gonna it's looking like uh, I don't want to be reactionary here, but it looks like we're losing that spark. I know all season we've not had that fluidity for the want of a better word. I know that's the that's the word of the season, isn't it, with Arsenal fans? But we've not had that, and I. Kind of avoid why. using that word because it's become such a overused word this season. Fluid, is, I, like if you looked at Arsenal's performance today, like I wouldn't say that was a side that was rigid or lacking fluidity. There was loads of movement. There was loads of slick passing. We lacked the, the finish. That's, that's all we lacked was the yeah, finishing that, that's touch. True. I don't think it was fluidity that was a problem. I think it was you know yeah. we lacked the, the cutting edge. I, I, I'm happy to get that control, you know, in exchange mm. of whatever we've lost for, for the one of any other term, but. I'm happy to get that control. But to look at the silver lining, um, Smithrow running onto that header or that pass mm. from Odegaard, he scores that header. Uh, one of Jesus's headers go in. It's kind of like that Chelsea, Declan Rice banger moment. You know, if we have one of those, it could have changed the fortunes for us. But I, I don't know, maybe Tom, I know you've got a long list of, of people and I do appreciate you do these shows Talk and you allow quickly. fans, uh, you know, like us to come on and, and share humble opinions. But there's something I think maybe... 
I know you're, you're close to the club in terms of you, you go to press conferences and you speak to people. Maybe something to look at is, I don't know why people stream out. I'm, I'm based up here in Scotland and I grew oh, up in people India. People leaving the stadium. Yeah. I, it, was there another it's happened for years, mate. It's, it's what happens. You know, yeah, but it's it's just not. I don't know. It doesn't look right. Um, well, I agree with you. And I, 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 when I saw the, the the images on the television today of the people leaving, you know, in their droves, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, mate, it looks so bad. Like you support yeah. the teams. I sit here on a show, right, and have fans come on, as you you may have seen on a former phone-in show, fans who are saying that we should be stopping tourist fans from coming in because we got to let people that go to these games week in week out. How many of those thousands that were leaving were season ticket holders? You know, Tom, so, I've never been to a match live. I'd, sure. I'd give an arm and a leg to go for one. It's been mm. so difficult to get tickets. I only moved to the UK about three years ago. I've been all around the world. I've lived, grew up in India, lived in the Middle East, all sorts of things. But I've never got a chance to go to a live game. I've gone to the stadium loads of times. Uh, but I've never got a chance to go live. If I, if I was one of those tourist fans, I would never have left. I would have been one of those people, you know, that the stewards would have to ask, to, you know, Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Please leave the stadium now because it's been so many minutes after the, after the match. I even noticed yeah. it during the but last Champions League You'll be told that game. you're getting your money's worth, Nikhil. That's what you'll be told. It's because you want to get your money's worth. So... But even during yeah. the last Champions League home game, there were, there were people leaving the stadium. And if you go back and watch, watch sort of the footage, you'll, you'll see it for yourself. I think it's absolutely bang out of order that we were amazing last season as a fan base uh, in the stadium. We were amazing that half season when we came back after COVID. And this season, you know, credit, we've, we've been there. We've sort of made the noise. But when the team needs you the most, as supporters, what do we do? You know, let's be tacticos outside. But let's let's just be supporters in the stadium and i really really feel we were sort of you know getting back to those sort of you know tailing away wenger days where there'd be groans and oohs and ahs and i get it but let's just support the team just look at anfield um yeah you know they just made it an absolute raucous of an atmosphere when we were up there so i think we really really need to look at ourselves as a fan base as well the ones who are going to the stadium and i'm not calling anybody out but i'm just saying if you're going to see that cannon appear uh on the television when we're watching the match something's wrong um and it, we're far far away from where we were as a club uh for three four five seasons back so i think we just need to stay on more there and you know the supporters who go to the matches you know please <laughs> from people like myself just stick on and support the team because like you said earlier, um, we're one of the teams that have scored the most last-minute goals. So um, let's stick in with the boys. Nikhil, thank you for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. Appreciate it, Tom. Pleasure.
Massive thanks to Nikhil for coming on. Um, we have got, I am, what I'm going to do um, is I'm going to close the queue. Um, so I can see in my queue at the moment, um, I've got a solo who's going to be on next, Guna76. Uh, I've got Narveen and Paul Normski, Ayere, uh, Elia and Ola. I'm going to close the queue there just because otherwise I'm not going to be able to get any more on. So uh, we're going to say that the queue is closed at this point. Uh, all the people that I've named that are down below, if you stick around, hopefully we can get through to as many of you, fingers crossed, as we can. Uh, Isowa is going to be on next, but his camera's not on. So I'm going to, while he gets his camera on, there we go. Uh, Isowa, mate, how are you doing? You good? You well? Just take yourself off mute. I'm sure you're going to sit down somewhere and then you'll be coming back on. There we go. Lovely stuff. You all right, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, well, I've been better, mate, to be honest. I've been better. Tell me how you're feeling. Yeah, Tom, I don't know uh, what to t- what to say about the match. Uh, it's a lot. I'm getting my thoughts. Uh, hmm. Yeah, Zinchenko, is he a scapegoat? Can we call him a scapegoat if we criticise him or it's too much? I think that you can accurately criticise his last few performances without without scapegoating him yeah i think i don't think that's mad I, I i i hate when people do scapegoat players but i don't think it's scapegoating to say that zinchenko has been one of our poorest performers of late yeah so yeah i think so he's a liability defensively uh mm. the first goal that we've seen uh concede uh, i think so was uh too close to gabriel it hit off him i think so gabriel was cre- clearing the ball and then it hit Zinchenko, right? And then that's what led to the... The goal was not supposed to stand anyway. That's not the mm. matter situation. Yeah. I'm actually to... quite glad we haven't talked about that much because I don't think we need to, you know, get fixated on the refereeing, which was Yeah, bad. we don't... Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah but go on. We have ourselves to blame right now. We don't need Indeed. any refereeing. Yeah, we, we should... That situation, fiasco should be kept to the side. But yeah, that goal, regardless, here or there, it's not supposed to stand. But it should, but that's, I think so. Am I correct in saying that uh, it hit Sinchenko when Gabriel was trying to clear the ball? Is that true? Mm, what, for the first goal, is this? For the first uh, goal, yeah. I, honestly, I can't remember. Maybe. Chat books might be able to help out. I can't. I honestly can't remember. So. Yeah, but, and Sinchenko, uh, I don't know. Arteta uh, should, should be harsh on him and just sure. punish him. Don't play him in the couple of next matches. I'd rather have Cedric on the team than Zinchenko being a liability defensively. His way, his lackadaisical approach to the midfield when he cuts in to invert and help with the midfield when we're building up attacks. Yeah. I don't. I, I, he's good in certain aspects when we're attacking, but defensively, even last week when he didn't cut in, uh, when he left, let Salah cut in, I didn't like it at all. Uh, uh, somebody should have been there to cover for him, but everybody knows it's been discussed a lot that you should not you should force him to his right, not his left. Don't give him that opening. We know he's one of the most dangerous uh, wingers in the world, and well, he's I don't know if he's a defender. I'm not, I don't think so. He's a defender. He's a no. Uh, he's not, he's, and he's not playing as a left back. The problem is, is that what Arteta has done is that whilst he's found a way in which we can overload the midfield and get greater numbers and, uh, you know, a more of an, a chaotic influence with Zinchenko there. Whilst he has certainly turned us into title challengers with the presence of Zinchenko in this team, and that is evident by two successive title challengers with him being our main starting, quote-unquote, left-back, the, the thing that he's not worked out is how to cope with those 
drawbacks that are involved in him being there until he works out how you include Zinchenko and also cover for his drawbacks we will continue to see these problems and I think maybe there's something to be said about the role of Rice and Martinelli maybe being involved that's not a criticism of those players it's just how do you use those two to cover off the issues and maybe we see that when Rice drops into the back four when he does. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but, last year we were, uh, we, are, we were starting. I don't know if we people are underestimating our team, Arsenal, the way that we're flying last year attackingly. There was no handbrakes, everything was flowing. The only issue that we had was yeah. defensively, we were leaking a bit. And then, unfortunately, when Salipo went down, we had Rob Holding to cover, which was a problem. Well, but this year it's very stagnant. It's, you had an issue. I heard you talking with uh, Nikhil or somebody else. You said that you had an issue with the word uh, fluidity, that we're not fluid enough. I, yeah, I, I, said I have, I've tried to avoid using that word because I think it's being overused at the moment. Um, I think actually what we saw was a fluid performance that lacked cutting edge today. Like We were very fluid. Yeah, we, we moved all we around were, the pitch. There was loads were, of movement, loads of passing, but we just couldn't find the ball. And when we did, we didn't have the finishing touch. I, I, Tom, I don't know. I respectfully disagree. I don't know. We Fair had enough. a dominant, we had a dominant uh, performance midfield wise. Yeah, thirty shots. Thirty shots, but then again, what, what? Where did the shots go? Did we threaten the goalkeeper? Did we have put it? In no, a that's why I said we lacked cutting edge. I, I don't think you create thirty chances at goal if you aren't fluid in some way. You know. Well, I get it. I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, if we're not fluid, we don't have it. But still, that fluidity can also be helping with the fact that we're not scoring. Cutting edge, maybe sure. it's more cutting edge than fluidity. But then again, how if we're fluid, we're not fluid at all times. We're not hitting the our strides in a complete sense. Like 30 shots, yeah. But how many of those shots were actually threatening the goalkeeper? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, we're I, I getting... what you're saying. I just... I think that what we you saw a lot of movement, you saw a lot of passing, you saw a lot of that, which I would describe as fluidity. But what we didn't see was the execution of the final pass or the final attempt to goal. That that's what was lacking. And I think Kai Havertz has a big part to play in that. Personally, I think him being missing is is a really key thing that we didn't have him like we did against Luton, like we did against Brentford. And people are saying in the chat box, I think I had Cape Town say say to me, no, don't go for a wing, go and sign a tall striker. Well, I'm sorry but we have a tall player and I'm not going to go into the market and drop a hundred million quid for a guy that's over six foot just because he's over six foot. Like we don't play a way which suits that. We don't play a system that suits the idea of having a taller forward. You know, we have Havertz as an option to be in those center forward positions when we need to play that way, but we didn't have him today. And so we suffered because we didn't. And that was because uh, of suspension. I, I don't, Martinelli, Martinelli should not be playing Four. next Next week, is that going yeah. to play next? So week? who do you bring in? What Nelson? Do you start Nelson at Fulham? Uh, start Nelson. Wait, is is Emil Smith Rowe? Trossard uh, doesn't better? deserve to start anywhere more than yeah, yeah. Martinelli. Does Emil Smith Rowe play with his left? Is he a dominant lefty or a righty? He's a righty, but he obviously played a lot at the left hand side when he when he did. Yeah, play so there. so yeah, I'd write. Yeah, I'll play Emil Smith Rowe. Put, put Trossard or or is uh what's his name? Havertz coming back next uh, game. Yeah. So yeah, Havertz keep him this, uh, instead of uh, Trossard. Put Emil Smith Rowe. Let him combine with the attackers. Jesus, uh, I'm, I'm, I've come in, uh, to my wit's end. Zinchenko is already a lost cause for me. I'm not. Uh, maybe he'll wow. have redemption. See, that's where I think you crossed the line into scapegoating. 
I think if you say Zinchenko's a lost cause, I think that's where you're then crossing the line into a scapegoating, yeah. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. No, that's not, yeah, fair enough. If you <laughs> that's, that's that's fine. If you yeah, I'm if fine you want with, to I'm fine, own it, I'm, own it. Yeah. Personally, personally, uh, we'll agree to disagree on this one, saying that uh, Zinchenko, in my personal opinion, maybe it will change later on if he changes my mind. But seeing mm. seeing him seeing him this past couple of uh, this a season and a half, he's a lost cause for me. And okay. if you if you're gonna call it as a uh, going step too far, I'm not abusing him. I'm just calling. No, what you're not. You're not abusing. I never said that. I just said I think that is a step too far in terms of you know the analysis of Zinchenko. When you look at, we had Kieran Tierney prior to Zinchenko. Tierney's moved out. Zinchenko's come in, and that's coincided with Arsenal turning from a side competing for top four for a side competing for titles. And I yeah, think there yeah, is an argument. Yeah. Let, let me finish quick. Like, there is an argument to what make about the 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 drawbacks that he gets. But if I looked, if I when I watch this game back, and I think it, of watching it back, do I look at this game and go? We didn't win because of Zinchenko. No, I don't think that. I think we didn't win this game because we couldn't finish our dinner. We didn't win this game because we didn't have a presence like Havertz in the team. And we didn't win this game because we didn't gamble enough when we needed to. And I don't think any of that is linked to Zinchenko. I think that his performance wasn't good. I didn't think he influenced the game enough. And I think he should have come off sooner so we could have gambled more. But I don't look at this game and go, yeah, Zinchenko was a problem and the reason why we didn't win. Zinchenko's part of the problem. He's not the main problem. But for me, analyzing that's him... That's who you have talked the... about the most, Isoa. What? That's who you've talked about the most in this call, is Zinchenko. Yeah, if yeah. If he's cause... not the main problem, why is he the main point of this particular debate? He, that he, I was going to start... I told you I was getting my thoughts. And then while getting my thoughts, okay. uh, my points, I started uh, veering towards Zinchenko. Uh, because of the first goal, which we're not sure of, so we stayed on that point. I'm told it wasn't off Zinchenko in the chat box. I'm told Gabriel kicked it off himself, apparently, is what I'm being told by the chat box. So there you no. go. Uh, still, my point stands. Okay, that's why I was asking. I might not have been right on that one, but uh, for me, analysing him, Zinchenko, personally, I think he needs to be... Uh, for me, he's a lost cause. Martinelli, okay. on the second hand, he's getting close. He's not. He's, I'm not going to put him in the same bracket or the batch as uh, Zinchenko. If nothing else, if nothing else, Tom, Martinelli works hard. He he fights for the team, but stylistically, the way he 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 goes, I don't. You know, remember that game that we had in Champions League against Shvilla, Shvilla, Shvilla. The way he was yep. cutting in and destroyed that left line left, left, right back to the core that I said we have this is a world-class performance from that point onwards maybe he had two or three good games but I don't know his, his form has dipped I don't know what it is apart from the stupid uh, grass that was wet that was on both sides of Liverpool and Arsenal I'm not gonna say it was disadvantages for us only but he was he, he had a he had a shot today that he could have scored uh, that came from either Saka or Jesus uh, and then I don't know what's wrong with him. He should not be starting. Arteta should be sending a lesson. I thought he sent him a lesson by taking off in, in the 65th minute. Uh, but next game for him to be known as a guy like yeah we, we don't we don't carry players. Players carry the Arsenal, so he should be on the bench and bring on Emil Smith Rowe to take his place. And what else? Also, Jesus is not a striker. I've come to the I've come to the realization: Jesus is not a striker. He is a he is a he is a creator in the attacking third, but he does not he doesn't, he doesn't have killer instinct. Uh, who else? Uh, Saka had a, two games, 
now going on two games, three games, but otherwise he's very consistent. He missed. He was sad that he missed the chance that was uh, came off the bar. What? Who else also? You have just quickly, uh, Declan... sorry, because I'm conscious of the time and I've got another seven callers to somehow fit here in 35 minutes. Just, uh, I, I, I agree about the analysis of the performances of certain players. I think some of them were just simply not good enough, and that's that's absolutely fine. I've no qualms with that whatsoever. But and I just... if, if we go, yeah, final thing. If we keep on going like this, Tom, I feel like uh, the percentage of us winning the league is uh, slim to none. I'm not slim to none. Mm. Below, no, if we play like this the rest of the season, we won't win the league. If we play like we played for the majority of this season, I think we've got a good chance. But, but I, I, you know, attacking wise, we're not as strong. We don't have who's our energizer, Bunny? Is it in Ketia? Because I don't think so. He is no. We don't no. have we I don't think, have energizer, Bunny. We don't have somebody that's you... coming off. I think Trossard's come off the bench at times has been brilliant. You know, I think Smith Rowe, if he's given more trust, can be. I think I've said before, if I can go into January and sign a player, it would be a versatile forward that could add something more to our forward line. You know, I'd want more firepower. But, you know, I, I think that Martin Lee's in poor form. Saka's it a little bit of a dip, you know. And I think that without Havertz today, we lacked that other option. Havertz has scored some really important goals for us as well. So, I agree with you, Tom. I've come around on... Havertz, I think so. He's doing very well. I like Good. him. Yeah. Uh, uh, at first, it was iffy. I mean, you cannot fault the people who were doubting him in the beginning. But you work correctly. Like, let's give him time uh, to go on and stuff, uh, to keep on playing. But, uh, yeah, now he's showing his worth, but not 65 million's worth. Maybe he half his price or quarter of his price he has regained. But I, I, we have, he's, he's going to be a good uh, addition towards the to, the rest of the season. Uh, but we cannot just say that one player has destroyed all our fluidity in today, I mean, our attacking sense or our final touch, fi final shooting. No, moves. I don't think it has. I just think it, it lost us an option, which I think we we missed, to be honest, today. I So I need to move on to my next call, but I really do appreciate you jumping on. I really appreciate the conversation as well. Thank as you. Always. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Have Pleasure, mate. Do call in again. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Much appreciate. I saw we're jumping on. Always a place to have a chat. Uh, let's bring on our... We've got one, two, three, four, five callers left. Uh, let's go to Guna76 joining us next. How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Nice to I'm all right, you. Tom. How are you? Very good. I, I really appreciate the Ian Wright shirt. It's very nice. Bro, I'm rocking it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I wore this to I, well, my walking football the other week, which I now have started playing with my father-in-law, and I got laughed at so much for wearing that shirt. It was a, yeah. I think they're beautiful. I've got our whole family's got it now. <laughs> tell me how you're feeling mate i saw you reacting to a lot of what people were saying down below so tell me what you've heard oh you saw you me in the you saw me in the little window yeah indeed yeah yeah I, i'm sorry i am pissed you know what i mean yeah. it's just mm. it was a terrible performance Ev everybody was crap you know what i mean it's oh, it's so annoying because you know they can play so much better than that Mm, mm. Yeah, I, I think we can. But what do you think is the reason why we didn't? Um, it's our front three just aren't clicking. Like mm. I've been listening to you about Tony and all that, and it's like I've been, I've been like, nah, we don't need a striker. All our team scores. You know what I mean? We I, get I goals from absolutely everywhere. I don't think Tony's the right guy. You know, yeah, I think but, a lot of people yeah. misconstrue that often quite as as <laughs> there is proven. You know what I mean? But. After tonight, I'm thinking we need a striker. I don't know if it's Tony or not, but right. I think we we need somebody to finish, man. 
If we mm. had an out-and-out striker, we'd score three or four goals tonight. Mm. No, Do you I, know what I mean? Know if you put Erling Haaland in this team, we'd probably win the league. You know, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, of course we would. Are we going to get a Haaland? But who do we get then? You yeah, know what I mean? That, that's the question. That's the that's problem. The People in the chat box are suddenly coming around on Solanke when I was told, when I first talked about that link, apparently Solanke is nowhere near good enough, you know. Solanke it's, it's, looks all right though, man. Playing. He so, does yeah. look all right though. Solanke he's, looks he's all right. Good. I don't know what people have like. I, I think he's. I, I was underwhelmed by the link when it first cropped up. Yeah, right, I was as well. When I first yeah. heard about it, I was just like, mm, who the... You know what I mean? And then looked into him, watched him a few times. And man, that boy's getting good, man. Mm. But No, I think he yeah. is good. I saw a great stat today that said he's outscored all but two of Didier Drogba's Premier League goals yeah. during seasons. And it's only that December, mad? Which is a that great is stat. mad, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that is crazy. Drogba, but maybe it does Solanke. But yeah, well, I think so. Yeah. What do you think about <laughs> the criticism of Arteta following this game? Arteta? Mm. No, I've got no criticism. Yeah. Apart from, I wish he put Smith Rowe on Tubbs. with yeah. at least half an hour, not fifteen minutes. Come on, I mean, I'm a, I'm a massive fan end, of ESR. You know what I mean? He's mm. my mm. boy. He's hell end lad. You know what I mean? You've got to yeah, give that absolutely. boy minutes. You've got to give that, that boy minutes. Why isn't he trusting him? Why do you not think he trusts him? I don't know. You know. I mean, he looked a bit wavy, didn't it? He looked a bit wavy when he first mm. came back before he got injured again. But I yeah. think he's come back, and even Arteta said he's come back and he looks even better than ever. So yeah. why yeah. is he only giving him 15 minutes? Do you know what I mean? Says a lot of things. <laughs> I know he does, isn't it? He's, he's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, it's very true. It's very true. Final point: Do you think we'll respond quickly against Fulham, or are you expecting a bit of a timid display? No, I think we've got to smash them, haven't we? Yeah, we've got to smash them. One yeah. thing I would like to say, though, I think the fans in that stadium were a disgrace. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, well, really? so disgraceful. I've heard different things. I was speaking to James at FTD, nah. and he said that. He thought the people around him were loud, but I've heard other people say that the fans weren't nah. good. So it was yeah. just so dead. Why could I hear like how many um tickets did the West Ham fans get? Two thousand? Uh Top. I think it's four, three, four, I think. Three or four. Why can I hear four thousand West Ham fans then above <laughs> sixty thousand Arsenal yeah. fans? It's yeah. a disgrace. No, and what were they doing? Well Walking out early when we conceded, but they um, went quite quick. And this yeah, is the what thing were is they doing walking out early? It's because there's too many tourists. And I'm like, that's a load of bollocks because there's 45,000 season ticket holders in there. And you're telling yeah, exactly. me that tourists... I don't give a fuck who they are, but yeah. why are they walking out? It's, it's a disgrace. Train, mate, it's a disgrace. Train. Yeah, brother, we all got to get our trains, isn't it? Mm. But it's a oh, I, I've always been pretty critical of the Emirates crowd in regards to the way in which, and the irony of that is, and if you go, if listeners are wondering what I'm talking about, if you go back and watch the phoning show that we did talking about the ballot system, one of the things yeah, that yeah. I was, told I was on people it, that I was on it, that you know, people were telling me there was too many tourists at games, that the people that are English should get prioritized, and all this BS. Like, I was yeah. being told that. I asked them, why did you leave in certain games early? And they exactly. said, oh, the players didn't deserve my support. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, it's the biggest load of people. Exactly. I was on that show, Tom. I was, I've come on the phone. I was yeah. talking yeah. to you on that. 
But it's mm. just like, I don't care who you are or whatever, don't leave the game. You yeah. cheer till the like, end. Comments like this from Archangel says, WTF had the fans got to be excited about. And uh, you, oh, mate, come on now. You're, you're there to support, and I'd always say that you've got a, you're there. Arteta called for it. You know, if you, you're you a gooner, if you're a gooner, you stay there till the end, especially mm. if you're lucky enough to get the ticket. Yeah, and you cheer yeah. and you shout for them. Mm. You don't, fuck, you don't leave early. You don't fuck go off to get your fucking tube quick. Come on <laughs> I'm now. Just warn you on the language. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I appreciate your emotional. It's fine. Monetization's already gone out the window. Uh, I appreciate your time. I'm anyway, so mate. sorry, but I'll hit the <laughs> light button. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. It's a late night show. It's past the water. Show. I'm sorry, Tom. Thank you, for your, thank you for your content over the Christmas period, bro. I really appreciate it. I think you're sick. You're wicked. Oh, I really appreciate that. That's really kind. Uh, Honestly, you. God. You are really I'm good. Sure, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll catch you on the Discord. <laughs> catch you, mate, soon. Have a good one. What a legend. Love it. Um, apologies for any of our language, but I, you know, it's, it is past nine o'clock, so it's only fair. Uh, let's bring Narveen into the conversation next. Narveen, how are you? Hi, hi. Uh, Tommy, can you hear me? I can indeed. Yeah, very okay. professionally I know we are seeing that it is. If I couldn't hear you. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, not very good. Uh, it's quite early in the morning and I have to wake up to watch the game and yeah, we lost. Uh. Mm. So uh, going about the game, okay. I mean, let's let's talk about the history, okay? We signed we signed Jesus and Sinchenko, and then they promote us to be you know title contenders, right? Right, and then now we have virtually like more or less the same squad, and then we have Sinchenko playing the left back, and he's not having the best of seasons, right? Uh, this season we have seen more errors from him, and I think that we uh we probably expose him a lot in in terms of one v one defending, which is his most you know was like yeah, weakness and i think we need to change in tactics maybe maybe in some ways you know do like what jurgen Klopp do and then move him towards midfield and then have gabriel just focus on the left hand side and yeah. uh in some ways have more added protection uh, in terms of the midfield to protect the left hand side more because now teams are looking at it uh. and not just the zinchenko issue i have uh, i mean like this season, we are seeing a different kind of season between Martinelli, Saka and Jesus. They are not as consistent as they were last season, right? And we have noticed a, a, you know, a common pattern here. Most teams are now doubling up on Martinelli and Saka. And I think that uh, in, in order to you know, escape this issue, I mean Saka has to find a way right, to escape a double team. And I just feel that maybe he holds the ball a little bit too long at the wide areas. I mean, when you take one extra touch or two extra touch, definitely the midfielder will come in his direction and then congest the left-hand side a lot more. And then you'll find ways and being more isolated. So I think for him, maybe he should try to pass it early, release the ball early and come cut in inside and then make a run towards the penalty box and try to escape the double team as fast as possible. Martinelli does that, but he's not as consistent as trying to finish. What's, you know, what's been wrong with, with Martinelli, do you think? I think I think Martinelli is a lack of confidence and also Zinchenko also as well. I mean, it's not good, right? The both both players at the left hand side is not doing well at the same time, right? But you know, when Martinelli doesn't find space to run, then how how does he expect him to you know uh, create an impact to score? I look at Martinelli in the same mold as 
you know, Cristiano Ronaldo. I know, okay, they are both different, you know, players. Uh, right now, one is, you know, very consistent and all in, in the league in the past few seasons before. But I'm sure if Martinelli just mold his style of play to Cristiano Ronaldo in terms of, you know, just... Uh, so kick, easy. <laughs> I know it's not so. Easy. I know, of course, it's not so easy. But the way he runs, he's really Ronaldo-like, right? You do you agree? I mean, the way he runs, the way he pushes the ball. I mean, if he just mm. needs to learn how to shoot like him, you know, do a knuckleball or two or something, and then maybe just fire it at goal, uh, Just try his luck, uh. So I really think that uh, Martinelli has a lot to offer if he if he just tries to change his style of player. Uh. Yeah. No, I think you're fair in putting. I think Martinelli's form is is a concern, uh, and I think that it needs to be something that is addressed quickly. Do you drop him for Nelson against Fulham? Is that no, the next no, 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 no. I I I like Nelson a lot, but I don't think so because the the drop in form is just too much to bear. I think I think the one that I was worried right was the Trossard inclusion in in terms of of course this is all based on hindsight, right? But let's be frank here. In all previous games, Trossard has played in midfield. We have looked very, very bad, right? I mean, I've seen every time when he has to take over the role as playing, a, you know, a midfielder at the left hand side, we look very like luster. Uh, most most fans will say, "Oh no, we are being more attack minded because we are trusted." But actually, I think that's a false sense of of the understanding of the game. Uh, maybe if we had Jorginho there, we have we would have had more stability there. I mean, look look at it this way: Trossard has always looked bright whenever he came on from the bench, right? Or when he's playing at the front three role on the left hand side, or whether at the centre forward side. So when you put him in midfield, I just feel that we are just nullifying his talents. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, I think maybe no, if, you're I said, if we don't score with thirty shots, then we have to do fifty or sixty to try to score. That's the only I... thing. I just can't <laughs> imagine a game where we have more touch in the box and more dominance. And look, I, I I hear what he's saying, but I I think that his analysis is wrong i do disagree with arteta there when he says we need to have 50 or 60 shots it's like no, no we need more clinical with the 30 yeah. shots that we have that that for yeah. me is is where i think arteta is a little bit askew last question naveen do you think we respond pretty quickly against fulham or is there going to be a bit of a hangover i think we have to respond because one one thing's for sure we have to come back from a defeat you know we have to come back and ensure that you know we, we still can contest we won there last season 4-0 and I expect a better result uh, against them at Craven Cottage. Uh. Yeah. Fingers crossed that you're right. Fingers crossed. Naveen, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Pleasure. Fantastic stuff from Naveen there. Uh, as always, very professional with the microphone as well. You've got to respect that. Uh, let's hope for some equal levels of professionality for our next guest as well. Uh, let's bring Paul into the conversation. Paul, how are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Hey, hi, Tom. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Yes, Fantastic. thank you for joining me. Thank you for being patient. Job, as well. You know, I'm loving your program. I absolutely been following you for a very long time. I remember COVID periods and, and stuff. You wow, you that is that's scary long. I, I don't <laughs> know how I've managed to convince you to stay this long. I really, really don't. Uh, what do you want to talk about, mate? Oh yeah. So um, I want to first of all look at the first goal. You know. Um, Analyzing that first goal and how we considered it, because I think it's so easy for us to blame VAR that the ball went out and uh, probably wasn't up in the end. But how did we get there in the first place? Um, losing the ball and on transition, and you could see White was not even in position um, before that cross came in from Emerson. That meant that um, Saliba was out of position, all right? Um, and then Gabriel tried to clear the ball, 
I definitely, I definitely remember that ball ricocheting off Zinchenko. So it wasn't Gabriel that you know, but it was he came off Zinchenko. But you could put that to bad luck. Um, I didn't think. Um, yeah, of just like the ball being out of play and still being exactly, given. yeah. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't say Zinchenko was really bad unless we were trying to, you know, use the lenses of last game against Liverpool to to judge Zinchenko in this game. Um, what does that mean for us? People like Martinelli as well. Um, okay, just quickly going back to Zinchenko. One mm. thing I, I found out, and I and I and I actually go from the last caller was this: um, last season, Zinchenko was magnificent most of the time. Why? Because you had someone like Xhaka. And if you remember, yeah. Xhaka always filled the left back. Even though he was more advanced, he came back and he filled in the left back positions at times for Zinchenko when he went forward. And that also supported Martinelli in a different way. So you, having Xhaka, Xhaka actually supported Martinelli moving forward, beating players that want to um, move around and also created more goal scoring opportunities for Martinelli. This season, he doesn't necessarily have that with Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz is a different profile of player entirely. So he's having to play, you know, catch up with, you know, Havertz, you know, adapt to it. And um, what that has uh, cost for him is the same problem that Saka has been having for the past season or two seasons now, if you add this, where people double up on him. He wants to run into space. Um, mm. And and Martinelli being that sort of player that doesn't look up if you if you if you understand if you look if you look his game, he doesn't look up all the time. He's just head down, run, get to the byline. If he can cut back in, fine. If he can't cut back in, then he just lashes on the ball. Yeah. If he goes across, great. You know, so he, he has a long way to go in terms of developing that side of his game, looking up, doing when to pass the ball. You know, in, in certain occasions. So I mean, he's not a finished product, and we we should understand that. So hopefully he would develop on that. But for me, in my opinion, I think next game he takes the bench um, after the you know outing you know in Liverpool. And today he was, you could see he wasn't really improving from you know from last game. So I was, I just thought you know I think you just take the bench, see how you know things go. Um, moving forward, I think we need a striker, an alternate striker, and you would then see a different. Jason. You know that's what I'm going to ask you. Ooh. <laughs> oh goodness me! Every I mean, every every half decent striker is that expensive this day and age, isn't it? Like uh, mm. hundred million. Um, because man, we know he's not going to go for anything less than hundred thirty-one um, euros, million euros, or something like that. But yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, but again, if you look at those players, if you look at Tony. Is Tony's never Tony's profile is never been one of those that we look we normally get in Arsenal. We normally yeah. get specific type of strikers. I mean, from the days as I mean Alan Smith going down to in right, going down to um, you would have you would have you would have grown with Canu, which who yeah. wasn't a full on striker, but Henri Anelka, you know. Those profiles, yeah, yeah. you know, those those sort of profiles, and if we're looking at the, and at that, we don't have that in the team currently. Um, and could I tell you? I think the funny thing is everybody keeps mentioning Dominic Solanke, and I'm and I'm and I'm actually you know headed towards that as well. He looks like a profile like that I see with his movement forward, and potentially you have the likes of Jesus running range round players and. Being able to deliver to him, um, so yes, I, I, I think we could we could we could make use of that kind of profile. Um, whether yeah. or not, 
you know, I don't think we're going to get him in January. We're not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is that is obviously the question, isn't it? It's, it's about what are we going to do? By the way, I think that's some fantastic analysis, Paul. You got a lot of love in the chat box for that as well. Oh, I think, right. I think yeah. um, a striker in January is just not going to happen. I think I've said for a while that we're going to wait until the summer. I'd love to see us bring in a versatile forward yeah. that give us something different. But yeah. also, you know, you got to think about the fact that next year we'll have Tommy Asu and Parter hopefully back, Timber hopefully coming back at some point. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I was, was, was going to mention. Uh, sorry, Tom, mm. not cutting you short there. Um, I was going to mention as well, if you look at the successful teams in the Premier League of late, like the Man City teams, they have always evolved their gameplay. What I mean there is, remember the season they had Aguero, Jesus, Zinchenko, all on the team. Oh, have we lost Paul? I think we might have lost Paul. Just going to give him three seconds. Otherwise, we might have lost him. Oh, no, you're back, Paul. You're back. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so sorry, I, uh, yeah, sorry. I was just I was just talking about the evolution of teams, you know, in the Premier League and using the Man City team of the last mm-hmm. couple of seasons. You'd see that they 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 played with the false nine for a season, and I think it did not, it did not go beyond the season where they needed they knew they needed a striker and they went and got Haaland. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, why didn't we know that we needed a striker at the beginning of the season? Oh, oh no, he's back. Hold on. Is he gone? Back he's back. Again. Sorry, boy. Kind of going off and off. Sorry. Yeah, not no, sure what's happening well, there. I'm going to finish it there just because I'm, I'm conscious of the time as that. But I, thank you yeah. for your point and your time. I really appreciate it. I think it was some thank fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Tom. Thank you. Pleasure. Absolute <laughs> pleasure, mate. Uh, fantastic stuff uh, we've got two more listeners to get on they've been very patient so please do show them some love as well in the chat box going to bring on Normski first I can see him nodding away as he says he's been patient very patient indeed thank you for coming on mate alright mate thanks for that um, you've been watching you a long time since your thanks, school man. days <laughs> oh, so, yeah a long time a long time yeah, long time. Yeah, I mean, there's there are points that I agree with you. There's some points that I don't. Sometimes I'm getting sure. a bit frustrated at the phone. What's about? It, it, it's what it is. You know, we all got opinions. Um, tonight I'm, was I'm curious. Absolutely... What is it that you think I'm wrong on? I'm curious. Tell me. No, no, no. I mean, we'd be here all night. So, so let, I, I think just <laughs> judge, judging the judging the game tonight, um, absolutely frustrated um, mm. with the game. Um, the amount of chances we had. You know, was it 747 passes, 30 shots. You know, at goal, eight, I think it was eight on target. Mm. Now, if we had a bagsman up front, then we score. Do you know what mm. I mean? Uh, I look at the two chances uh, that Jesus had, and I think Saka has had. If, if, mm. there was a, if there was an Ivan Tony up front, he, mm. he scores them goals. And I, I, know, I know you've got your issues about Ivan Tony and the sort of money that you're going to be spending 100 mil. Sure. There is a lot of money. But we have to do something in January. Absolutely have to do something in January. Now, it's I know... It's not going to be 100 mil, though, is it? Like, no, you know. no, absolutely not. And I don't know what the answer is. Um, mm. And I think our front three, when you look, 10 goals between them. Um, Martinelli is definitely dropped off the side of a cliff at the moment. Mm. I don't know what's mm. going on with him. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, one of the things he does, which really frustrates when I heard it from the last caller and the previous caller, is that... He needs to get his head up. You know, just, just little adjustments in his games, you yeah, know, yeah. just make but things a lot more that, different. Yeah, yeah, he's just sometimes just running into yeah. a blind corner. And not only yeah. that, you know, Saka as well. I think both, uh, definitely Saka and Martinelli, in terms of their their their, their performance has, has dropped off compared to last season. You know, 15 goals, 15 goals from Martinelli. 
Do you know what I mean? And and then you got what fifteen goals from Odegaard or what? I can't remember what it was. Forty five goals, yeah, three three. That's a yeah. massive. That's a massive drop off. And obviously we, mm. we was missing Jesus. Ten, Hayes, ten goals scored. from our front three. Is it is ten goals? It's yeah. Staggeringly low, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it is absolutely. And I mean, you know, there was talk of Dominic Solanke um, from Bournemouth, mm. twelve goals in the Premier League and one assist. No, I mentioned it to, I was talking to some another Arsenal uh, support and I was saying that if we had a dominant Solanke, he would probably, if we had a, a, a top-class striker, I would probably take Dominic Solanke as a second striker. Based on Ooh. what I've seen from him, you know, he's going for a purple patch at the moment. And those 12 sure. goals that he's scored, if he was playing in our sides and the chances that we create... Mm. As you said, if Haaland is in that, that side, we win the league because yeah, we do create chances. Mm. Um, but it's just that we're not clinical enough. And a lot of the, a lot of times tonight, the ball was just hit straight at the goalkeeper. Uh, he didn't have to really have to work hard for his saves. You know, what I mean, a lot of it was straight at the keeper. And yeah. it's the fact we're not clinical enough. We're not clinical enough. So obviously, I think we both agree that we would like to sign somebody that can change and transform the team. I think that would be a potential solution. But I think we also both agree that that's not going to happen. So what is mm. the solution that's feasible, I guess? This team scored the most Premier League goals that we've ever scored in the Premier League last season. So what yeah. is it that's changed that means we don't know. Is it really as simple as Granite Xhaka's not here anymore? Is that really the difference? I'll tell you, I'll tell, I'll tell you what, going, talking about Granite Xhaka, I mean, obviously he got seven goals last season and, mm. um, and that's probably one of his best performances I've ever seen. And not only that, with the Chivchenko situation, where I think the previous caller said where Granite Xhaka was pretty much playing like a box-to-box -box Do you know what I mean? He was he was covering, yeah. covering grass, literally, from back to front. And whenever you know Chichenko was out of place, you could you could bet your bottom dollar Granit Xhaka would be in that position to cover him. And I think that's the problem we've got. I mean, I know Arteta wants to play this inverted, you know, left back role, but I think I'm just thinking to myself if if Timber was fit, does 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 Chichenko get in if he was fit? I don't think Zinchenko is in our best eleven. No. I think Timber is a, is our is our best left back at the moment. I think Zinchenko. There's actually a quote from Zinchenko where he says Timber might be better than me, which I think tells you everything you need to say. Really, I heard, I heard, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. And I think I that, that that's why we signed. That's that's why I struggle with the whole criticism of the club. In some ways, they're like, well, why is Zinchenko still playing? And I'm like, well, the, the club did what you wanted them to do. We just don't have that guy because he's out injured. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's. What I mean, going, going, I mean, going forward, Tom. Oh. I mean, listen, we we got we've got Fulham next. Um, we have to bounce back, and all right, you know, we're we're two points off the top, and um, I look I look over my shoulder and I see the the big blue shark behind us. I mean, mm. if they start to get a bit of run of form, you know, obviously Harland at the moment is out injured, and yeah. um, uh, he's coming back. Guy. Yeah, he's coming back, and 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 De Bruyne are coming back as well. If they start to put on the afterburners, um, you know things mm. can things can change. But look, um, I, I, I'm 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 going to see what happens in in January. I think it's important to see who we get in January. Um, if we do get some kind of strike, we might go and get somebody out of the blue. I don't know. I just think we need need someone that can bag at least 15 goals, at least 15 goals. 
Do you know what I mean? And we might we have a, at least an outside goals. chance. Jesus got 11 last season. He missed a third of the campaign. If yeah, he was fit yeah. all season, would Jesus have got 15 goals? I think he might have done. If Okay, the top, so if, if for instance, we went for an out-and-out striker, yeah, mm. that would obviously put um, Jesus' his position in, in a little bit of jeopardy. I know there, there could be rotation that could happen. Mm. Would you then maybe look to rotate maybe Jesus with either Martinelli or Saka? Because he probably could play mm. that role out on the wings. He's more, I think, yeah. personally speaking... With Saka, I think he's more direct than Saka because I think the problem with Saka, where they're doubling up on Saka and Martinelli, Saka cuts back too much and it becomes too predictable. And I just want just one question I want to ask you: When Saka started playing that role as as that right wing winger, obviously he's strong on his left foot. I'm sure he used to take on defenders. I don't know what's happened mm. why he's, he he likes cutting back. And as you say, you know, you have got two people on him. I just don't get it. I think that I talked about this, I think, the other day. I said that, you know, we've, we're seeing our wingers get doubled up on and we continuously see them try and do the same thing to combat where they cut back or then wait for White to overlap or whatever, if Zerdegaard on that side. And we need to learn better how to use the space that, ha yeah. that happened. I think the problem today was, Normski, is that we went 1-0 down so early in the game that West Ham could just revert to... You know, and that's that what they do. They, def when they defend the lead. When they defend the lead. My yeah, son said it. it. He said they're going to defend the lead tonight. Do you know we what I mean? come up against teams that play low blocks, but a team can play a low block against us at nil nil. But when you get a one goal lead, it's not just a low block. It's part of the bus. It's it is, exactly you know, yeah. And that's eight what players in, in the box, you know. And it's it's not a case of doubling up. It's a case of just flood the blocks the box with players and stop you from getting through. It's very difficult, and that's why I was frustrated that we didn't gamble more. With yeah. our crossing, like we we were too patient, we were too uh, meager in, in how we. I think played. what we was doing as as well tonight a lot was spamming a lot of crosses, yeah. And mm. West Ham have got big defenders, and it was easy. It's just too easy for them. Literally every time yeah. a cross came across, apart from the, those two chances from um, Jesus and Saka, you know they were just literally heading the ball out. I'm thinking maybe hit you know hitting the ball from out of the era you know a bit more often than not um and not trying to because Odegaard it frustrates me a little bit because he's in the box and he's doing it having a little dance in there and trying all these little intricacies and I'm thinking just shoot just do something you know what I mean um but yeah it was all all in all for me tonight was frustrating and then just to round it off um Decker and Ice um, giving away that penalty. I was thinking, oh my God, you couldn't write this. By the way, it's frustrating, isn't it, that David Raya is going to get absolutely no credit <laughs> saving the penalty. Well, I did, I, did, I, did, I did see him waving to the crowd, so maybe, you know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Like, it is what it is. But yeah, but listen, we, 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 go, we go again. We, we go again, and hopefully we do something in January and let's see where we end up. But, um, we you know, do I think we're going to win the league? To be honest, Tom, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna be. Well, I didn't have it down no. as winning the league at the start of the season. I said I thought City would win the league again because I think they're yeah. the best team, and that's who you got to beat if you want to win the league. If Liverpool win the league, I'll be disappointed because I think we are yeah. a better team than Liverpool. But mm. we'll just have to wait and see where we are come May. But I'm not going to lose yeah. my head over one defeat. As I said, City have won two of their last seven games, you know, and they're already. <laughs> it is going to be a very competitive season, and we're oh, going to yeah, drop yeah, points. Yeah, it's very tight. There. It's very tight up there, you know, very tight at yeah. the top. So we'll, we'll wait and Indeed. see. But look, Tom, thanks for having me on, mate. Really appreciate pleasure, it. Pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. Oh, mate, thanks for listening for so long. Much appreciate Normski for coming on. Fantastic guest uh, once again. We're going to finish off our phone in with a very familiar phone in face, uh, and that is Elliot. How are you doing, Elliot? You good, Joel? Happy holidays, Tom, to you and you. Don't your... sound too happy about the holidays. Yeah, well, 
that Christmas turkey didn't go down so well today. Mm. Uh, Tom, we are diametrically posed on this point, and that is uh, the striker issue is moved to the front of the queue. We are last of the top five sides in terms of goals for. Mm. So much so that Man City are seven goals ahead of us, and they have mm -hmm. the match in hand. This has become a problem, Tom, and mm. I'll offer a solution to you. Now, I know the Tony issue is not going to happen because, quite simply, they're not going to deal a man who's going to, well, who they will depend on to stay uh, to stay up. But so they're not going to spend a million on him. That's what they're not going to do, you know. Yeah, we're, we're not going to spend 80 million on him. So we go we go to option number two, Tom, and that is bringing in one of the, our European prospects uh, and bringing them my suggestion. Yeah. Sesco, <laughs> uh, Jimenez, Gurasi, Boniface, Boniface, any of them, bring them in now. This yeah. has become a problem. This, the reason why you can't get men like Saka and Martinelli scoring goals is the fact that they are double teamed at both sides. They're not getting any overlapping runners. And they're left defensive of themselves. So their goals are down. Because they know there's no attacking threat in the middle. They don't fear Jesus anymore. Mm. They don't. They mm. literally don't. They don't care. They say, yeah, okay, we know we know you may take a chance, but chances are you're going to miss. And he missed today. But do you think they feared him last season? Because like, that's the big question I'm asking is, why did we score 88 Premier League goals last season? And think... why have we now got a goal-scoring problem? Yeah, I think it was it was due to the fact that indeed um, they did fear Jesus for a time uh, there, and and we played an open game. I think uh, I think uh, Manley Jaka, who was there tonight, uh, was very integral in terms of our play back then. But it was new to a lot of teams. But a lot of teams have caught up to us now. They they know how to defend Arsenal from the wings. They know how we attack. The only way we're going to make a huge difference is if we uh, if we find someone in the middle who will take his chances. Today's best chance was take was Jesus that header off the way uh, that header from I believe the corner that header from the corner and at least a set piece I know and he totally fucked his lines. We can't. I mean Jesus. I don't know how many goals he scored. I think in the Premier League. I think it's about two or three. Three. I think three, three at the most. Yeah. Yeah, three at the most. Uh, Saka with five, you have Martinelli with one. They know how to defend this, they, and a team like West Ham knew how to defend this because there is no threat, there's no threat through the middle anymore. Time to go out into Europe. Why, why is there no threat anymore? He's not taking his chances. We can listen. Jesus is not a man who is guilty, who is a guilt head chance taker. If he was, he'd still be at Man City right now. Pep saw. What I struggle with it, um, and he and he and he totally went and he said, you know what? I found a man in Germany who can do the job better than you, and I'm taking him. Uh, and I'm taking him forthwith. And guess what? Guess what? These the, these guys are scoring goals for fun nowadays. He's mm. uh, Holland scored 52 goals last year. Mm. It's it's mm. it's the the fact of the matter is okay. Now Holland is is a very special case, but at the end of the day, we're falling behind here. And mm. you know, as, as, you know, if you have to loan, if you have to, if you have to beg, borrow, steal in order to get cover that you need in the middle and at the back, <laughs> so be it. Get it. But I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> exactly. But 
our priority now is scoring goals. It is imperative that we have to get someone in here who can bag us at least 10, 15 goals in the second half of the season. Mm. This this is this I, is this has gone way too far. And it's part of the reason I, why we lost today. I'm sorry. Odegaard. No, I, I, I said I said before, if if you could tell me that none of my midfielders or defenders are going to get injured for the rest of the season, I'd love to bring in a forward as a priority. The thing is, like we're one we're one defender injury away from the moment from a disaster. We're one we were one yellow card from Ben White away from Cedric being the right back against Fulham. That's where we're at with the defense, you know. So it's it's so it's so fragile, I think, at the moment, because the injuries that we have, we we have to do business in January. I really hope we do do business in January, but I'm not wildly optimistic that we will do business in January. But I just, if you if you need a wake, we always talk about Arsenal losing a game before the January window opens. I hope that this is a wake up call. If it were, I don't think it is because I think the club have, have got the idea of what they want to do and knew what they were going to do before this game, and we're going to do that anyway. But I just hope that we do something in January because it is needed. If we want to try, if we want to try and win the league, we can't leave the window having not improved this team. It's as simple as that. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, Tom. And and quite frankly, it was very disappointing today. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, listen, the goals were not not the fault of any of our defense or any of our midfield. I mean, there were set piece goals. Quite simply, that first goal, Saka fell asleep, and then White didn't get the, you know, didn't cut out, uh, didn't cut out the cross. And again, it was, uh, you know, VAR again. Anyway, uh, moving on to <laughs> the second goal, uh, you, you, you know, bad marking on our part. And, and, and again, we went away and I don't know, I don't know why we do the zonal marking, but again, we have one of the best defenses leave. So you leave that there. But at the end of the day, our attack is threadbare at the moment. We can, and I understand we have injuries left and right. That's why I'm willing to get a man on loan with an option to buy until next season at the back. So we have cover. I understand we, we, we need that cover in the midfield and attack, you know, do that. But if you're going to spend proper money, spend it on a man who, as you say, maybe a forward who can score, who can play across the across the, play across the front line and get us goals, or a striker. It is so needed now more than ever. We can't depend on Jesus anymore. I'm sorry, I have to say it. We can't depend on Jesus anymore. We can't do it. I don't think he, he's I, like I Thomas Barty to me now. He is. I think that we are in a situation where this team's frailties are exposed, as they are more exposed than they ever have been before. And I really hope that we react to that. Elliot, I've got to jump off because it's now five past midnight and I am going to be up in less than seven hours to put together oh, another yeah, show. Exactly, so. right, exactly, yes, indeed. <laughs> ADM, ADM call, yes, indeed, of course. But Thanks uh, for coming on, mate. I really yours, appreciate your time. And all the best. And I uh, hope your weight loss, uh, weight loss uh, journey hasn't hit, too, hit taken too much of a hit. And it has taken a hit over Christmas. It has 100% taken a hit. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. I'll be back on it. New Year's resolutions and all that. So indeed, indeed, indeed. Well, happy holidays to you and yours, sir. Happy New Year. Thanks. And uh, I'll you, keep mate. on watching, mate. And uh, cheers for the discourse. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Much yeah. appreciate. Love to the family. Um, 
Thank you, everybody that's listened. You can see from the look of my face how tired I am. Um, and I'm going to be up for you guys tomorrow morning to bring you a raw reaction show looking all back at today's disappointing defeat against West Ham. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, evening, afternoon, morning, wherever you happen to be in the world that are listening to us. I also want to say that there is, I don't know if it's gone, uh, but there was one ticket left for our live event um, as we were going live. A fair few more people bought more tickets today. And yes, I'm checking 99% sold on the live event means there's one more ticket left. So if you want it, you're going to have to be quick. 22nd of February in North London, Essex Road, Old Queen's Head. That evening, me, a fair few guests, fantastic opportunity to meet a load of people. And we have we are going to sell out our event months before the event, which is amazing. So thank you so much to so many of you that are going to help support. Uh, for those that have been asking questions, I am planning on hopefully getting a recording of that live show. So if you aren't able to come along for obvious reasons, because you live elsewhere in the world, or you're just busy, we hopefully will also have that out for you as a uh, post record as well, like we did with the first live show. I will be back tomorrow morning, uh, live bright and early at 8am talking, as I say, about this game in more detail. But I wish you all the best in the world. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy if you can. I know it's tricky after a defeat, but uh, it's important to try. I will see you very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.